Hello everybody, I cut that short because I have nervous fingers. What an amazing introduction. Why is this happening? What has happened here? Where has that thing come from? I hate it when that happens. Anyway, all right, so we've got some amazing stuff going on. Sorry, I'm running 20,000 things at once here. So just give me just a second. There we go. How it's it's going so well. I do 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 hats off to Kaora for that. So, all right, to give you a, an idea of what's going on, I'm running this whole show for from behind the scenes and we have 800 people now watching and the chat's just flying past it's like how on earth how do we get here how do we get here how do we do this um anyway so there we go right folks we're talking about designing an adventure from scratch that is what we are talking about so if you are a dungeon master if you're a games master if you've been around for a long time if you watch my channel a lot you will know some of the stuff that i'm talking about but not all of the stuff that i'm talking about we literally are bringing it all together in today's show hopefully and um i've put together a powerpoint presentation for you because apparently that's what you're supposed to do when you're running a master class i've got it here behind me so we're going to jump, jump straight into it so there we go designing an adventure from scratch now this literally is designing an adventure from scratch from scratch we will be using a few little tips and tricks and things so here we go if you're taking notes now's the time to start writing so where do we start where do we start well we start at the very end that's where we start we need to know where to finish we need to know what our end goal is so that's where that's where we start is we need to start at the end but we also need to know what are our components what are our limits and restrictions and and then we need to bring some freeform association into that so when we are are looking at this it is oftentimes about sitting back and looking at what you have as resources now this includes by the way if you want to include miniatures or if you want to include maps all of those kinds of things i mean that's that's what you 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 add into this pool of stuff so under components i like to start with components first because it is free of limits and restrictions so let's just jump straight into that so what do we talk about when we talk about components components we're talking about those five things that you guys have been stressing about for the whole week five things right so we wanted to talk about pc death we want to talk about monsters we want to talk about traps we want to talk about locations we want to talk about magical items all of these wonderful wonderful things these are five things that i choose generally speaking to include when i'm talking about components um and then i list five things within that why five why five always five because well, three's okay, and you're going to see for Cows Gone Wild that we're going to be working with three, but five gives you more option. And generally speaking, five is the magic number in terms of adventure planning as well. So it's kind of useful. So the best way to do this is to just jot down straight off the top of your head things that come into being. So PC death. When we say PC death, it's not how do you kill the party. It is actually situations in which the party could die so dramatic situations life or death kind of stuff and i mean it doesn't have to be fighting on a bridge over mount doom's lava filled volcanoes coldara thing it could be a fight with aliens inside a supermarket but then the supermarket should be exploding or there should be a nuclear missile but the, i mean it's about raising the stakes it's always about raising the stakes anyway so 
five things under PC death. So I've listed eaten by a monster in a burning fire. I'm not going to read through the rest of them because you can all read, hopefully. So those are the these are the five things that I have listed. A few of my favorite things, since someone was quoting Sound of Music in chat. I uh, see you there. So, yes. Um, now, um, so... PC deaths, monsters, whatever the genre you're working in, whatever the world you're working in, just choose five monsters. I went troll, vampire, succubus, constructs and ogres. Boring as mud. I mean, let's look for some some originality. No, 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 not going to find that here because we're going to get that later. And this is where a lot of people kind of grind to a halt. Oh, I'm not imaginative. I'm not creative because I think of these mundane things. This is not mundane. This is you actually can't read the last two uh, things. Yes, because some fat idiots sitting in the way. So there we go. Hit by a large or unusual object. And because one of them ate the moose, the moose. If anyone gets that reference, it was the moose. Where does the moose come from? You tell me and that'll get you 500 experience points. The salmon moose preem time. Got it. Bingo. Straight off the bat. Look at that. It was the salmon moose. OK, so. Anyway, um, don't 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 try and be original at this point. We're going to make that happen later. It was absolutely Monty Python, the meaning of life, the salmon moose. Anyway, so we're going to list some stuff. Traps, different types of traps. Why do we list traps? Maybe we don't need traps. Maybe your players hate traps. Maybe your players are old school and they still have a quarterstaff which they tap on the ground beforehand to make sure that there aren't any traps. It doesn't matter. If you don't have if your players don't like traps and riddles and stuff, take them out. But generally it's gonna add a little bit of flavour to, to your adventure. Locations, yes, absolutely. We need some locations, and they can go from anywhere to anywhere. It, it's it's anything is a location if something can take place there. So inside a cupboard, an abandoned fort, a bridge, it's location, 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 location. Alright. So list some locations. Generally speaking, all right, you do kind of want to keep it when you're brainstorming this you want to be aware of your limits and, and and restrictions so that you're listing stuff that fits within that i mean that's the important thing and then magical items are always fun because sometimes we forget to give treasure sometimes these are treasure sometimes these are are, are i mean it's it, it's just good to have talking skull you can never go wrong with a talking skull it's always 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 fun so that is something to, to bear in mind. So those are our components. So I make a list of components when I'm, I'm trying to work quickly. I make a list of components and then we talk about our limits. So what are our limits? What do we mean by limits? Well, limits are our theme, our genre, our expectation. So if you're playing in a Star Wars game, would you expect to be... Um, as a monster, you wouldn't necessarily expect to see a dragon... You might expect to see a Cryot dragon, but that's not the same as a Dungeons and Dragons dragon, right? So there's theme, genre, expectation. Those are big, big limits that you have to work within. If you try and be, oh well, I'm going to I'm going to run a modern day game, but I'm going to include um Jedi because I'm just mixing it up. 
that's fine, provided that your players expect that as well. Because if it isn't, and you just suddenly throw in the Jedi in the middle of the Matrix, it kind of gets weird, right? Anyway, bottom line is, work within the theme, the genre, and the expectations. So that's what we've done in creating the adventure that we're going to be taking you through throughout this entire masterclass, is the theme and the genre. It's fantasy. Fantasy is the most popular um, genre out there in terms of role-playing. It really is the big one. You run a poll anywhere, and then people will vote for fantasy first, and then usually it's sort of sci-fi or horror or something like those lines. Uh, the theme is noble dark, so something that's noble but with a dark twist, a dark background, something along those lines. Um, so what are our expectations? Well, we'll come to that in a little bit. Now, another limit is the type of adventure that we are designing. So I've got several videos on the different types of adventures. I claim, I believe, there are only four, and that is thwarting, delivering, collecting, or discovering. And by having those four, it allows you to create four different adventures out of the same material if you so chose because it becomes part of the expectation so when it's a thwarting adventure we're trying to defeat something when it's a delivering adventure we're trying to take something somewhere and we're going to get stopped en route if we're collecting something it's about bringing it back at, well it's about getting to it and then getting back as well and that's a different type of adventure and if it's a discovering one we're just going to have a look and see what we can find out there. So that's something to bear in mind. And then finally, another limit is our players. Our players might not want riddles. They might not want combat. They might not want politics. So we've got to take those into account before we can actually start designing the adventure. But these are all good things because it gives us a space in which to then work. And that's, that's what we're really looking for. So that's where we're going. Okay, so what you then do is you take your five components and you combine it into sentences. Just randomly combine it. So here we have eaten by a monster, a troll, whilst the floor is collapsing on a bridge to get a potion of eternal life. I literally just glued these things together in a burning fire, fighting a vampire that is a false representation in a laboratory whilst wearing a slave collar. I don't know. I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is, it, there's no rule here. There's no rule here. Hit by a large, what is it? Hit by a large unusual object, a construct on a bridge, which has been animated by news. The construct mimics something else. So there are lots and lots and lots of things that you can do. This is the freeform association. So you're taking those five things and you're saying, well, what if the monster in this location was killing the PCs by doing that? And then this would come in through there. So that's 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 kind of how you then start to work. And you just jumble them around and you look and you go, well, that's OK. That's interesting. Uh, <sighs> That's where our next limit's going to come in. In terms of, okay, these jumbled stories, which one kind of fits well with what, we, what we're looking for? So that's when we go to the noble dark, the theme, if you like. We expect the battle to be one of good versus evil, the nobles to triumph, or someone who is acting in a noble way to triumph. Usually that means that the nobles are hoity-toity and look down on the commoners, and it's the commoner who strives to do the right thing who comes through. So then you run the monsters that you've listed there, 
there, the monsters that you've listed, you run those monsters against what your theme is, your your expectation is, and you go, well, vampires are traditionally, I am noble vampire, I will do what is noble and I will then suck your blood, but in a noble way, right? I mean, you know, vampires have a sort of a code of conduct, if you like. Trolls, can't say that trolls immediately jump to my mind as being noble. Terry Pratchett got close, but I wouldn't say they're noble. Incubus, succubus, it's dark, so it certainly fits within that noble dark space. But I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe it's noble. There's some. There's a nobility in sexually molesting others. I don't know. Maybe not. Ogres, they are tra traditionally dumb, so maybe not. And then, of course, constructs. Are they? Can you have a noble castle? It was a noble castle. I don't know. Anyway, so the point is you work within your expectation. And we said, okay, vampires kind of fit the noble dark theme quite well. So that's where we, that's where we kind of go. And then we can start playing against that and starting to build a story with that, building on the five things that we spoke about. And that allows us to come up to this. So we start at the end, remember? We start at the end. End. And that means our heroes are battling a vampire in a burning castle. The vampire is not what we thought and is a twisted version of the vampire. The noble gone wrong because we want to subvert expectations. So it's like a vampire hybrid thing or like an inverted vampire. They fighting it in this castle. That's enough for us to begin with because it gives us the basis from then to go, okay, how did they find the vampire in the castle? Why is the vampire in the castle? Why is the castle on fire? Why is the vampire a hybrid vampire? What makes it a hybrid? Who made it a hybrid? How did it become a hybrid? I'm not sure. There's so many questions that they come out knowing how we are going to end our adventure that it becomes a lot easier to then write it. So then we get to the five W's and one H. And if ever there was something to tattoo onto yourself as a story writer, these are them. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. Learn that little phrase because when you can answer every single one of those questions, your adventure is done. But until you can answer every single one of those questions, your adventure is not done. Because it means your players will be going... Hang on, I don't get where the vampire came from. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So let's see. Uh, so you then, that would be a failing of your adventure. If you can answer it and say, well, actually, there's an old library which you completely skipped because you're a bunch of murder hobos. In the library, you'll read there's a thing, there's a thing. But we have to answer that. Okay. We have to answer that. So it's important for us to know behind the scenes what's going on so that when our players then come in, they can destroy and wreck it and completely sidestep all of the prep that we've done anyway. It will happen, but that's fine. So what we now do is now that we've got the end, okay, uh, we've got this, this grand conclusion. We then run the scenario. The vampire, the, the PCs need to get to the vampire, right? So the vampire attacks the PCs. It then runs away. The PCs then run to the castle with the vampire, right? Something along those lines. It's very straightforward. It's very clean. It's very boring. And it's not yet an adventure. Okay, so we need to figure out the steps beforehand. But how do we do that? Well, this is where the other five come in. The five steps. 
It's actually ten steps, but it's basically five steps. It's the introduction to the plot. There's a vampire that you will need to kill. It's the journey to the plot. Here is the vampire. You must now get across the mountain. Then not the plot, it's a new plot. Oh, you killed the vampire, but that's not the true vampire. There's another vampire out there that you didn't know about. Okay, so now we then journey to that vampire, crossing another mountain, and then we kill the vampire in the burning castle whilst everything is going down. This is very straightforward stuff. If I'm going too quickly, uh, I only have another 15 minutes or so, so that's why I'm going quickly. I've done videos on this in, 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 in full, so go and have a look at that. But yes, now, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause here because there's lots of questions coming through. Let me just jump through to some of them very, very quickly. Um, oh, so Morden Tricky says, do you give them the explanation of where, what, in exposition, or let them know they've missed something? No. So if the players... Uh, let's say, for example, because it's a good question. So let's say we have this um, mural in the castle and the mural depicts how Vlad the Impaler, let's, let's use the story of Dracula, Vlad the Impaler kills all of his enemies, puts their bodies on spikes and drinks their blood, enjoying and reveling in their mass death and destruction. And the vampire then arrives and gives him the gift of eternal life, provided that he continues to feast on blood. Let's say there's a giant mural up on the castle wall and that story is in that mural. But the players have completely sidetracked that room. They didn't even stop in that room or they walked into the room and you say, there's this brilliant mural on the wall. And one of the players goes, yeah, we run through the door into the next room. But the beautiful mural. Yeah, no, through the door. We go through the door. The mural waves goodbye. So it's not your responsibility to give them exposition. Definitely not. It is not your responsibility to just dump information onto them. And at the end of the adventure, if they say, but hang on a moment, I don't understand how the vampire became a vampire. It's very, very simple. You say, well, you didn't explore the entire territory. The problem is, is that could lead to metagaming where they want to then go back to that castle. So just remind them that, yes, there is actually an answer there. So just, yes, just, just remember. There is an answer. I have it. You didn't get it. You didn't find it. It's much better than if the players go, well, why was he a vampire? And you go, oh, I don't know. He was just a vampire because it was just a plot. I needed a vampire. So don't do that. All right. Um, so that's definitely, definitely something to, 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 to look like. Um, another question that I've seen pop up, I don't know who asked it specifically. So apologies there was, this feels like railroading. It isn't railroading because at any point the players can choose to stop on, stop following this adventure. They could choose to side with somebody else. They could, they could just, just go in a different direction or they could kill whatever it is and then stop. So in, let's say, for example, the intro to plot, they get the intro to the plot and they go, nah, not interested, not for us. I'm going to go north into the forest. Perfectly fine. This story gets put aside and what happens? We carry on with something else. We then move on to an improvised adventure or we have another adventure prepared or something along those lines. Or we could even move this adventure deeper into the forest because if they come across the intro to this plot, we don't know what it is just yet. But if they come across the intro and they don't bite... Let's reskin it and put it somewhere else and use it somewhere else. We are only human. We can't be expected to create hundreds of adventures for our players to pick and choose on their whim. So there you go. All right, let's carry on. So we're talking about the five steps. Now, if you... Oh, I should have had it prepared. I didn't have it prepared. Um, 
Anyway, on the next five steps, this is the form. This is the template. So you might have heard some people saying, uh, where do I find this template? And uh, I'm busy typing the link into chat. I should have done that. So where do I find this template? On the greatgamemaster.com website, you will see there's a section called the Great Library. In that, there's another section called the Bag of Holding. And in that is a folder called Circle of World Builders. Click on that folder and you will find this PDF fillable form. Okay. Now, this form is our five steps. Each step has got a social encounter and a combat encounter, if you like. And this is going to help us. So we know the kill, plot, and win section is defeat the vampire hybrid in a castle that is on fire. That is our last point, the, the, the lower C uh, just down there, the, the, the last C, kill vampire in fire burning castle. Now we just work backwards adding in this stuff. So that's that's pretty much what we do. But we've got our limitations again. So let's go back to those limitations. Let's just remind ourselves what they are. So the restrictions, the thwarting, the delivering, the collecting, or the discovering. How would that change it? If it's thwarting, they're killing the vampire because the vampire has done something horrific and needs to be put down. So maybe they are assassinating the vampire. Maybe they are just killing the vampire because he was be mean and nasty and evil and was being destructive. Um any kind of option will, will work for that. Delivering. Maybe they were delivering something to the castle. For example, the story of Dracula is effectively his soil gets delivered to England. That was part of the grand plot. But maybe the PCs had to deliver something to the castle and then found the vampire there. It's not particularly strong, but it is an option. Maybe they were trying to get the last remnants from a tomb that the vampire was protecting. That was their collection mission, and they did not get that. Perhaps there's just this ancient old tomb on the hill, and they decided to go and find that vampire. So, Or they're just going to look and discover what's in that space. Oh, there's a vampire. So we, 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 we narrow it down using that. We then narrowed it down even further. The players, do they like mystery, riddles, combats? We bring it down, we bring it down, we rework it, we rework it, we rework it. And so eventually we go, okay, cool. The, um, the entire thing now starts to build itself because we say, okay, we want to change up their expectations. Like, for example, we're going to use laboratory as our starting location because we've got those five locations. So we might as well use them. So burning castle, there we go, location number one sorted. Where should we start? We should start preferably in the opposite space. The castle is not burning. It's not really opposite, but let's say that let's let's say rather that we're starting somewhere else. Well, we've got the laboratory. That's pretty cool. What 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 lives in a laboratory? What starts in a laboratory? Vampire is our main monster, so we don't need to use the rest of them necessarily, or we could if we liked. What 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 lives in a laboratory? Well, you go okay. Well, we've got the scientists, so let's 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 link a scientist to a vampire. And that's then when you get this. You link the scientist. You say, well, the scientist uses the laboratory to make the hybrid vampire. Ha-ha! So that is where the hybrid vampire comes from. Okay, cool. How do the PCs find out about this hybrid vampire and the alchemist? Because scientist is a modern term. Alchemist maybe might be a better term for a fantasy setting. Okay, cool. So we have our alchemist who is making new vampires okay so it's yeah victor Va Vic, victor frankenstein as a sort of example 
is it stitching? Is it necromancy? Perhaps it's draining the fluid from vampires and injecting it into oneself to become a better being. I mean, that's not a new concept. I mean, as I wrote it here, it's not new at all. But it is pretty different. It's like this alchemist is sucking the life force out of the vampire. That's a complete reversal of what we expect. It's a complete reversal of the noble dark, because now suddenly the vampire is the victim rather than the other way around. So I think that 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 kind of works. So again, it's just about playing with your components and saying, well, what does this do? What does that do? And it's about being open to exploring these ideas, right? So the twist is there. Okay, what makes it dark? What makes it darker? Because sucking the life force out of a vampire is one thing. If the entire village is on it, they all getting little bits of vampire juju, and that makes them stronger and better and faster and sharper. Well, then that is, that's pretty dark. The entire village is in on it. So what's going to happen, you know, when the, when the PCs are up? So that's something to bank. Okay, good. So we've got that in. The next thing is we need to then add in some stakes. What are our stakes? So, and, and, and as you can see there, I'm talking, and, and I realize now with vampire, it's like, no, stakes is really the completely wrong word to use in this case. But, um, it, the, the, the point I'm trying to make, har, 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 oh my God, put me down now, is what is at stake? The village, the village need to keep a vampire alive in order to drain the vampire of his fluid, right? And so if they lose the vampire, they lose their happy potion, their juju. The alchemist loses his income and loses his control over the village because he would have a lot of control over that village if he's the only one who's able to supply them with the vampire juju so they have a vampire he can't escape why can't he escape because he's got a silver collar because we listed as an item a collar of control so we can now use that collar of control on the vampire. We know it has to be silver because rumor says that vampires are affected by silver. And so that's really, 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 really cool. So he then can't hurt the townsfolk. Brilliant. Okay, that works. The villagers, will they kill for this potion? No. No, they won't kill for it because they're just villagers, right? They're not going to... to, to if it was Hollywood, they would. Okay, but they're not. They're not willing to kill for it they think it's okay because the vampire is evil so it's fine to he is evil so it's okay for us to drain from him it's kind of like our revenge but we need to keep him alive right so that means we need to give him blood okay so there we are the alchemist will kill though because he loses control of the town he loses control of his income and what if he has become addicted to the vampire juice because that's the ultimate irony, isn't it? Vampires have to feed on blood, so now the alchemist has to feed on the, the vampire stuff, so that's how it's going to work around. So there are there are stakes of plenty for us to use. So when we then say, okay, arrive at plot, how do we get the characters into this plot? Now, if if this is the first adventure, it's relatively easy. If it's the end of an, another adventure and they're gonna gonna go into this one, then we need to to massage it a little bit. Yes, we do, but it's not a problem. So, how do we get them into the plot? We need to introduce our PCs into this particular plot. So, for that, we need to fill in the blanks. So, what must the PCs know? What do they What do they have to know? 
it's it's very very simple. They need to know that there is a an alchemist in the village, okay, and he sells potions. They need to know that the village is super healthy, and the village has lots of slaves because the vampire has to be fed blood. So they kind of have to use slaves in order to keep the vampire alive in order for them to basically get their juju, right? So we're going to add in some slaves. Village has lots of slaves. Let me get out of the way. What are the triggers? So in other words, what will trigger the PCs to get involved? Because just saying, hey, you arrive in a village, there's an alchemist, um, there's, a, there's a village of happy people, and there's lots of slaves around. Wow, what a great plot hook. PCs are going to be going, oh, can't wait to start this adventure. No, seriously, I can't wait for the adventure to start because it certainly can't. Anyway, um, so we need some triggers. Something needs to happen in order to make it work. And best way to get a PC involved in an adventure, as far as I'm concerned, is to make it personal. So have the old vampire attack them. Have the vampire attack them, and then they will go, do you know that there's a vampire running around? And the villagers will go, oh, really? I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that there was a vampire running around. No, 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 no vampires here. We're all happy here. Are you local? Um, so the villagers, the villagers won't want the vampire killed, and the PCs hopefully will go, uh, uh, what, one? You don't want us to kill the vampire. No, 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 no. He's a friend. He's, he's it's weird, right? So that should get them involved in a little way. Then we will add in, well, we need a slaver because the slaver will show us that the village is buying lots of slaves. Hang on a moment. Why the hell is the village buying lots of slaves? It's a village of 20 or 30 or 40 people. And yet they're buying 50 slaves and the, the, the slaver, our NPC, is giving us, our players, a little bit of exposition. Oh, I sell slaves to this village every month. I bring about 30 or 40 slaves. It's a very good business, eh? Yeah, it's great. Except now I was attacked by a vampire on route. If you could find the vampire and kill him, I'd be very grateful because he just cost me a lot of money. So the villagers have said, don't go on a vampire hunt. And now the slaver is saying, go on a vampire hunt. If they don't go on a vampire hunt, I'll be very surprised. So make it personal. Get the vampire to attack them. Get the slaver to give them that. And you're just, you're just driving home. There's a vampire in the village. There are, village people are being weird. The alchemist is being smooth and slimy. We can figure out some more details there. And then we can we can sort of drive it from 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 that. Do we want the village to gather together and give the PCs to the vampire to be fed on? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. They don't have to. They're not willing to 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 die for it. Remember, we've established that on the stakes. They're not willing to die for it. They've got slaves that are coming in. It doesn't cost them anything. Well, it costs them a little bit of coin, but they're making profit off of selling their juju stuff or being super productive. So they don't need to worry about that. They don't need to fight. So now they're just going to hopefully let them go away and then we'll be, you know, everything will be, everything will be fine. So, yeah, um, that is how you then hook it in. So you figure out what do they need to know? So the intro to the plot, we now know. There it is. The actual details of it, we'll come back to it later on, but we don't have to worry about that for now. Okay, so then we get journey to plot. So now the PCs have indicated to us that, yeah, we, all right, we'll go and have a look. The slaver might say, oh, I think the vampire came from the old fort on the road. They have a destination. They now are going to journey to that destination. Hopefully, 
hopefully. So let's then add in, well, we've got an S and we've got a C. So the social encounter will figure out the combat encounter, journey to an old fort where a vampire lives. We expect to find vampire spawn or zombies or undead or something along those lines. And so that's exactly what the what we give them is we give them, um, you know, something along those lines. So who's going to try and stop them whilst they're trying to get there? It's not the alchemist. He's not going to stop them. He's not going to be an idiot. He's not going to reveal his link to the vampire. Uh, he's a smart man. He worked out how to make this formula. So there's definitely that. Um, is the vampire himself going to try and stop them? I don't think he wants to die. I think he wants to get revenge on the village. Um, and I think that if he realizes that the PCs might be able to help him, it could be a nice twist. So that could be our social encounter where the vampire is saying, I understand I am evil, but I am not as evil as that bastard who lives in the village who's been sucking me dry for 20 years. Phrasing. But that's not the point. He is very evil. And so is everybody else, right? So, yes. Um, let's Let's do that from that perspective let's get some husks in there because the vampire has to eat the slaves we need to sew the slaves so the slaves should have some kind of tattoo on them something that is very specific uh to the slave trade that we have established beforehand we're just making notes we're bouncing backwards and forwards okay so the slaves have to have a red mark or a tattoo so that then these husks can attack the pcs so we go hang on the moment the slaver brings the PCs to the village, but the vampire is eating all of the slaves. How is he getting the slaves and why are the villagers still buying it? I mean, it, 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 it just raises more and more and more and more questions. So we're getting to a very interesting space, I think anyway, where the players are going to be going, well, this is not just a straight up adventure. This is not just kill the vampire. There is much more going on here. Right. So where is the vampire? He's in an old fort, rotting floorboards. Could there be a riddle? Something about chocolate mousse? No, that's too far. That's another constraint is do we want to make it Monty Python like where it's chocolate mousse or I mean, or maybe it's a real mousse, something like I, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's 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 um, yes, the whole idea is working with what we have. Okay, so that's the journey to the plot. They're going to talk to the vampire. The vampire might convince them to go and help uh, get rid of the alchemist and stop this evil. He'll pledge never again to feast upon the living. They probably will just kill the vampire if they're like most parties. And then, um, yeah, they'll move on from there. So we now get to the discovery that it's not the actual plot which is where the vampire is saying look it's not me it's not me i'm innocent look i wear nice fancy clothing it is it is i surrender i will help you okay what are his stakes he currently is in the worst place he could possibly be absolutely worst place he could possibly be uh, so his stakes are to stop the alchemists and get free. And if that means working with the PCs, well, he'll quite happily, happily do that. So then the PCs say, okay, the alchemist is the evil one. Or they kill the vampire and then want to go back and kill the alchemist or at least face down with the alchemist. And so that then gets us to journey to the new plot, which is, okay, now we go back to the laboratory. But that's boring because we've already used that location. So let's go to another location. Okay, so here's another location which has been there, done that. Well, now we go to our final scene, don't we? Which we've already worked out, which is a giant building on fire. 
which would be the alchemist's villa rather than just the laboratory. So he's got a villa somewhere to show off all of his money. Let's change it up a bit because we've got to have a combat. We've got to have a, 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 a social. So the socialists, they get to town. They ask the villagers, where's the alchemist? The villagers say, oh, he's at this villa. So then they all go, okay, we're going to the villa. And the villa is across a river on the other side of a bridge. We have to have a combat. Well, we don't have to have a combat, but it would keep it paste-wise. Pace Let me try different words. It would keep the pacing better if we did have a combat. So let's go back to our list of monsters. We've got a construct. Okay, um, and a magical item? Well, there's that ooze of animation. So what if the ooze of animation has been applied to the bridge and the bridge becomes a monster as they're walking over? Forget the troll under the bridge. This is now the bridge itself. It is a giant mimic construct bridge thing. That will certainly get the players to sit up and say, wait, what? Holy smoke. Okay, fine. The bridge is trying to eat us. Yes, I am aware that the bridge is trying to eat us. Okay, and so then we get to our kill plot and win. And of course, the plot is the alchemist who is now a dark vampire. He reveals himself. I have become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Insert one giant speech by the alchemist where he talks about how to completely dominate the world by infusing those that are loyal to him with the power of the vampires whilst not being affected by sunlight. I was walking around in sunlight and yet I have the power of the vampires. All I have to do is eat other vampires, which means I have to make other vampires. Anyway, it's a whole long story. We have our big showdown. The building catches on fire, of course. Maybe the villagers get wise to the idea that the PCs are now aware of this whole thing and boom, they set it on fire. We can figure out a reason, but we need to make sure that that final combat's got time pressure, which is the building will collapse and kill everyone in, say, 10 rounds. It could be a situation where the floorboards are collapsing, so PCs have to make jumping checks and all those kinds of wonderful things, because at the very bottom of the castle, there has to almost by requirement be giant vats of vampire bile, which if the players fall into, will transform them into vampires, and then they'll have to kill themselves. I mean, it's all sorts of things. I mean, we can, we can go mad, right? Absolutely, absolutely mad. And then, of course, combat pressure. Well, the, the, the alchemist slash mad vampire thing can fly and spit vampire by. I don't know. I mean, you can really go mad. But the point is, we've got a whole adventure fairly, fairly simply made out. And yet, it's actually quite complex when you start putting it together. And I think that, that that's what we that's what we're looking for is we're looking for quick and i don't want to say easy because it isn't easy when you begin but it gets easier the more you practice the easier it it, it gets so then we have to look at rewards because we kind of forget about that so what did we put in our list of magical items well the townsfolk can give a reward maybe there could be something in the villa if they didn't kill the original vampire and he doesn't commit suicide or he you know he just leaves if they forget all about him which is entirely possible maybe he leaves them some of the magical items that we left and then how do we get them you know we we, we do all of that we do all of the rewards we then review what did the players like? What did they react well to? What didn't they react well to? Because that's also something that's important. What do they talk about the most at the end of the adventure? Is it, oh, I wish we could have got that vampire. There is your next adventure or an adventure in six months time. The vampire that they let escape comes back. 
I have returned. I know I reneged on my promise, but I need your help. There's another vampire ris risking their entire world. Come and help me, and then we will talk about whatever. You've got an NPC that you have now wonderfully planted. The PCs will be unhappy that they escaped, but give them treasure. So then we go all the way back to the beginning, and we say, right, where are our PCs currently? If it's a new campaign, don't start them in the tavern. Start them outside. They're going to be on a journey somewhere. They're going to be doing something. If they're in the middle of an adventure, let's say in my kind of usual games, they're on an airship. Crash the airship. Why? Because it was one of the ways we said PCs could die. That's how you're starting your adventure. Oh, wow. Okay. That's an interesting disaster that's just happened. Um, I'm going to carry on talking. Um, this is an interesting one. Okay. Anyway, uh, don't you worry. Everything's fine. So if they're on an airship, crash the airship because PCs falling to their death was one of the options. They're on an airship. The airship gets hit by a ballista from the forest or something strikes the ballista, the, the airship and it crashes next to a little village. You wander in the village to then go and get help to repair your airship. And then they discover the alchemist and the vampire and the whole long story. Okay. So that look at the ways of pc death and bring it in the most emphatic point that i can make do not do not try to kill your pcs it is a fun situation to get them into the adventure to get their blood going it's something it's not just you're in a city you're in a village and you walk through the village and you know you want to get them in there, get them going. And generally, it shouldn't have anything to do with that particular adventure. It should lead to another adventure. Why? Because it drags and pads out your entire campaign. I don't want to say drag. Drag is the wrong word. It extends your campaign and it makes it feel more organic. Our airship crashed and, ho-ho, side quest. We had to go and defeat this crazy, 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 crazy uh, vampire hybrid alchemist thing. What was up with that mind blown? Um and then they go and, you know, repair their airship. Now, I say repair their airship because that's what you're going to be helping us with, with cows gone mad. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit later on. But that's pretty much where we are at. This is then what you will be doing later on if you want to submit. But generally speaking, this form I have found is going to help you to just plot out all of this stuff. And just structure it so that you get a great sense of timing, a great sense of pacing, and that you are answering the who, what, where, when, how, and why questions, because that's important. That's really, 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 really important. So, um, right, that's me done in a nutshell. Your questions now, and for that I can go back here. The questions have been coming through fast, thick and, and, and fast. And I need to drink something. Okay, so I wanted to give you an example, by the way, of what I did, what I did more of, I should say, whilst I look at your questions. So here is that plot. I called it the Fangen Flask. The PCs fall off a burning wreckage of an airship into a small town. And so this is how I have filled it out. So it's not point form. It's just some little bits of description. It's, yeah, just filling in stuff. The bridge is the monster. Strange liquid has been poured over it, causing it to animate and all that kind of stuff. So that is that is um, basic stuff. 
random NPC names, always useful. Did you seed anything? That's only for after the adventure, right? So this is how I filled it in. Then, in order for this to work, I wrote it out as a little story. There it is. It's one page. It's one page where I just elaborated on, on that, that process. So it really is it really is quite simple. And I think it, 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 it just helps the process. It's just one of the many processes that I use. Okay, so to your questions, let me just check here on how we're doing for time. I have got seven minutes. I have got seven minutes before we are going to go and harass Kaora. Um, whilst your questions are coming through, I'm going to try and solve another little thing that happened that we had not yet tested for this live stream. <clears throat> which uh, we will have to solve in a little bit. Um, it's fine. Don't you guys worry. So let's see. First question that I see on my screen. Krishka says, would you consider traps and riddles as social or combat encounters or as something else that would go over the format of the PDF? It's a great question. Um, so riddles are a social encounter without a doubt they're a social encounter traps generally speaking i would include with a combat encounter so if you have a dungeon okay yes if you have a dungeon and you trap the door okay and the pcs discover the trap they're going to spend a good 10 15 minutes maybe or a few seconds disarming that trap if it hasn't done anything other than just slow the party down, what's the point? If, on the other hand, when they disable that trap, they then realize, aha, that has triggered an alarm bell or that has triggered something to happen and now I'm being attacked by hordes or the gatekeeper has come out, then I would say that it fits into, into the combat. All right, so... Guys, literally, I'm answering the questions as they come up. So if you have asked a question, I've missed it. Ask it again. Don't worry about spamming. Ask it again because I, I will miss it. Derek Robinson says, is there a... And it's gone. Is there a problem with the game if combat is slow? So Nerdarchy is going to be joining us in a little bit to talk about... Um, building encounters so i don't want to step too much into their space i certainly won't 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 do that but combat is 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 a whole different different sort of ball game um if it's slow either the monsters are they just got too many hit points at which point i literally just cut it i just say right that i'm i cheat and i just change completely completely change the um uh sorry i'm i'm doing two things at once completely change the, the 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 hit points i just drop them i just say right fuck it that's it it's out done and there we go i knew it was going to happen so yes uh but if it's slow usually it's because the monster's got too many hit points that was one one of the things that fourth edition did introducing the one hit point monster it was brilliant absolutely absolutely brilliant okay um Right. Next question that I see on my screen. Our Simpleton says, when starting a campaign, do you have any suggestions? I beg your pardon. Do you have any suggestions for getting potentially incompatible players to form a party? I assume you mean incompatible PCs rather than players. Incompatible players 
I think you're just asking for a social a social disaster. I had players, uh, great players on their own, great players with other people, but if those players sat around the same table, it was suicide. It was death. They were going to kill each other. They just, they just, I don't know. They just didn't gel. If on the other hand you're talking about incompatible characters. One of the things that I like to do is, before the game starts, is to say, right, randomly, you and you, how do your characters know each other? What's the link? Are they related? Did they work the same job once before? Did they do this? Did they do that? Figure out the connection. Figure out the link and see where where it takes you. That's the important thing. That's the important thing. Uh, but get that in, in session zero. Drizzt Zero as Drizzt One O Two says for storytelling and ambience, how do you find how do you find is best to handle players who kind of working for another group motivation on the side, like secretly employed by an unknown group? If it's player characters, that's fine. Let them do their thing. The biggest challenge that you're going to have, and I have seen this many, many, many times, is that when player characters do something on the sly, the other players want to know what's in on it and frequently it's like oh i steal the magic item and i slip into my pocket and the gm will say okay give me a sleight of hand check or give me a deception check or a whatever the rest of the players will go i want to see a perception check to see that i saw him sliding it into his pocket because i want to know what that is right so then it's up to the player to figure out an excuse as to why this happened or why that happened etc etc that's the important thing that's the bottom line it Ask the player why does it need to be a secret society and what will they do when the others find out? Because invariably they will. That's the important thing. And if you look at drama, if you look at books and, and narrative, when the other people find out that the person is actually working for the secret evil organization, they usually expel them from the group for a long time until they exonerate themselves and then they get brought back in again. It's a very complicated um, character movement. So... In session zero, if you have several players wanting to belong to secret organizations, it's well worth saying, listen, everybody's got secret backgrounds. Play that accordingly. So remember to do that. I am out of time. Thank you all for tuning in for my masterclass. I am not going to be telling you what's coming up next. I am going to be hoping that uh, we see Janet and Kaora next, as a matter of fact. Because we're going to catch up on, on poor old Keora to see what he's doing. Now, he has taken the, the adventure, the fang and the flask, and he has built a region map around that adventure. So we're going to see what he's added in to this whole thing. And we'll take it, we'll take it from there. So uh, thank you all. And I'm just going to see where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I will see you all around a little later. Until then, however, happy gaming.